This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for another episode of So Wizard Podcast 308. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield, is on assignment this week, leaving me alone with the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Riggins. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> But you are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where two friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some news, including some trailers for some cool stuff that's coming out. And then we're going to have a quick and easy and fun review of the movie VFW. Before we get into all that, how's it going, Mark Ellis? How the hell are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've uh, been keeping busy, just doing working on projects that I, I hope to have finished by the end of this year. That's my goal. But uh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've been doing pretty good. It was nice to um, to uh, watch a movie that didn't completely suck <laughs> without giving it away. It was nice to see something that, that wasn't completely horrible. It has been a cu- tough couple of weeks, hasn't it? Oh, God, yes. Yes. <laughs> Artemis Fowl, <laughs> never forget. As much as you want to forget it, don't forget it. <laughs> awesome. How, yeah, I'm how are you just, doing? Uh, yeah, I'm just fucking, you know, working, sleeping, you know, trying to keep on keeping on. The uh, big news this week around here, at least in uh, the Northeast or Massachusetts, is, is our giant state fair, the Big E, got canceled today for the year. That's something that affects you almost uh, directly, Markellis, because you work there every year. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I try to work there every year. Um, usually that money is used to pay off my Dragon Con debt and uh, used for New York Comic Con. So with Biggie being out of the way, Dragon Con supposedly is still going on and New York is still going on. So, you know, I, and now I, I really have an excuse to not go to either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Besides coronavirus. Well, as we record this, <laughs> as we record this, both of those cons are still going on, but I would be legitimately floored if either of them happen at all. I could I could see Dragon Con just flat out canceling. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, really, let's be real here. The thrust of Dragon Con is the partying. <laughs> yeah. And it's huge. It gets huger every year, the amount of people that show up there. Well, New York still has a lot of panels and and a lot of uh, media like announcements and things. So they may go the San Diego route and do like something digitally. But I, I'm, I'm still holding out hope. I'm still holding out hope. You know, rebellions are built on hope. But <laughs> um, I really don't think that we're going to any cons this year. <laughs> no, no, probably not. Probably not. I think that it's it's done. So my, my big hope is, you know, we're supposed to find out soon if we get press uh, for New York and maybe they'll do something like they did for San Diego, which the con at home 
And they still had press stuff for that where you could access uh, Zoom calls and things with uh, celebrities for your your show and for your YouTube stuff. So hopefully maybe they'll go that route. But I, I would not get your hopes up out there for any sort of Dragon Con or New York coverage on the shows. No, not at all. At least, not at all. Just look at the stuff from last year's. That's, that's all you got to do. That's right. That's right. At least we'll always have uh, direct-to-video streaming horror movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about us, Marcellus. Tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll find uh, movie reviews occasionally from yours truly. Uh, Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome, the awesome, the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. We have a... Uh, a link that you can click on the Amazon logo you receive your products and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little show um, you can also find our social media links there on the website Facebook Twitter and Instagram you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. give us a five-star review while you're there also find us on a Stitcher radio app for your tablet or smartphone Podbean Google Play Music iHeartRadio Pandora and YouTube we have a Patreon page Patreon.com backslash Soul Wizard Podcast, where you can support the show monthly and receive bonus content from everyone here. Uh, Spotify, can't forget Spotify. Uh, shout out to all of our podcasting buddies in the geek world, All Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. Anime is an important part of our culture. True words, true words. <laughs> All right, we've got some news. We have actual news, so let's get at it. Let's uh, let's talk about some nerdy stuff, man. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, we had uh, a couple of trailers that dropped. Um, some for movies, some for TV shows, but definitely some new stuff that's coming. Uh, number one, let's start with something that was very interesting to me, The Boys Season 2. Uh, we got our first look at the, I want to say it's the first, I don't know, like three minutes, three, four minutes of Season 2, uh, where we get to be introduced to a new character named Stormfront. Uh, she's doing a like a, a Instagram live over uh, um, introducing herself to like the new character or introducing herself to the original characters from from last season. Uh, and I kind of felt it was like a jab at uh, a little jab at uh, Justice League for some reason. It, it, it felt very, uh, very reminiscent of that. But uh, yeah, they didn't show that much from the season. Um, they only showed that little bit of a uh, little bit of the intro, but they are doing something unusual this season for the boys season two. But uh, let's talk about the footage first. Joy, what did you think of uh that little bit of a, a clip that they showed. Uh, well, it was uh, it was the boys. It, it felt right like it was part of uh, season one. No, no difference. It was great. Um, Stormfront is cute. <laughs> I don't think for some reason she's going to be any either of our favorite characters. <laughs> I didn't think she was, but I've read the book. Oh wait, is she is she a character from the book? Uh, well, she was a guy in the comics, uh. but uh, <laughs> yeah. Think about the name of the character a little bit, Mark, and, and <laughs> oh, <laughs> you might figure it out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just don't go to the website associated with that name if you don't want to be on a watch list. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 
Uh, I won't ruin it for you, but yeah, she's she's not exactly the nicest person in the on the on the block. Um, but yeah, I thought she was cute, and uh, I'm interested to see where it goes from here. I'm I'm all in on on the boys season two. I enjoyed season one. I didn't love love it. Like I'm not running through a brick wall over it. Like I would be for Stranger Things or uh, you know a new new season of What We Do in the Shadows or something that I'm like head over heels in love with. But I did like it a lot, so I'm definitely gonna watch it as soon as it drops. So. Yeah, the. And they're doing something unusual with this season. Like the season one, they put all, they dropped them all at once. You can binge them all at once. Uh, But this one, they're only going to put out the first three episodes on September 4th. And then it's going to be a weekly release for the next five weeks after that. That's bullshit. (laughs) Could be. Yeah. But then you have to look at the, how popular the, uh, the Mandalorian was when they were doing that week to week. Like that just sustained for a long period of time uh, without it dropping all at once. So I'm thinking Amazon probably looked at that and were like, all right, maybe we could, maybe we can try and cash in on some of that weekly action. Oh, uh, you know, that is kind of where things are heading now in the future, because just like you said, the Mandalorian dropped weekly and was able to sustain its pop culture presence for what, like eight, nine weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas stranger things is still a cultural phenomenon, but you really only get that overwhelming, title wave of of social media about it for the first three days and then it it goes away so i understand i just hate it i like the i like the binge watch um aspect i like to be able to sit down and just bang out like four or five episodes at a time when i can Mm -hmm. but i understand yeah like i couldn't imagine watching the watchmen week after week after week like watching it episode like binging it all at once was the only way for it uh is the way that i felt more uh that i enjoyed it more watching it that way yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes i don't know i, I it, it did kind of work for the mandalorian it made the week go by a little faster you know what i mean <laughs> it was like oh it's friday night it's time for star wars i don't know that, i think that was, it, it nice depends point. on the show though too because mandalorian didn't have a huge intricate overarching storyline yeah so you know if you didn't 100 percent remember everything you weren't asked out whereas Watchmen I did watch Watchmen week to week and there were some times when I was like wait a minute what wait a minute what <laughs> where I had to kind of like double think back to like okay this happened two weeks ago okay this is is related to that where if I had sat down and just watched all of it in one weekend it would have been even better so mm-hmm. I think right. it depends on the show so we'll see we'll see they'll probably do like cliffhanger episodes that would just make people really want to tune in the next week if they're smart they play their cards right so on the patented Colt 45, the movie podcast, give a fuck a meter. What are you giving the boys? Uh, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a three and a half. All right. I would go with three and a half, but I'm going to bump it up to a 3.75 for uh, Stormfront being a cute. Yeah. I didn't think she was that cute. Well, you know, she's better looking than, than Homelander, I guess. <laughs> she's no starlight. Yep. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I'm going to bump it up to a four, mainly because it lets me get away with doing this. Boys! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hang on to that sound drop for a few months when we do the review. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So then in other streaming news uh, TV shows, we got a trailer for a new show that's going to be coming on Disney+. Plus, The Muppets Now. Uh Looks like there is yet another Muppet show that's coming out on Disney. Uh, this one, they don't really go into detail to say like what the show is about, but it just looks like a, a zany 
like a Muppet show done in 2020 with some Zoom calls, with some uh, social distancing. Not a lot of new characters, but it does still retain that kind of like um, zany Muppets quality, which uh, I was I actually laughed. I actually laughed at the first like couple of seconds of it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. The Muppets on a new TV show. Will this one last more than one season than the last one? Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Joey? I think the last one was fucking awful. Yeah, I remember it didn't do well at all. I think I watched like one episode of it and it was just like, fuck this shit. And I never watched it anymore. And uh, my wife is a huge, huge Muppets fan. Um, even before I met her in real life, <laughs> like, not that I met her in fake life, but before I met her, she was a, a huge Muppets fan. Like that was one of her things. So she, even she didn't like it. So wow. <laughs> like, like she's pre like, you know how we are. I am with Star Wars. Like, all right, well, you know. You know, Ewoks battle for Endor might not be the best thing, but it is Star Wars. No, she couldn't even get to that point with it. So oh, that geez. that shit was fucking awful. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know. It just seems like they can't figure out what to do with the Muppets for some reason when like the blueprint is right there. Like just do the Muppet show from the 70s, but with celebrities from today. Like how is how is that so hard? Like. <laughs> I don't understand. Like you don't have to think outside the box. You know, it just seems, it it just seems like they don't they they they're, they're almost trying to last Jedi it too much. You know, I mean, they want to subvert our expectations. Like just do the fucking Muppet Show. <laughs> you just need to update the celebrities. Like I, I don't understand why this is such a big deal. But I guess this is supposed to be more of like an unscripted type of thing. There isn't an overarching plot really to to what's happening. It's just vignettes kind of like they were doing on YouTube for a while. They were just doing random Muppets videos. Okay. It's just kind of that strung together into a show, um, featuring some celebrities. So that might actually be for the best. I don't know. I don't think we really need an overarching story to it other than there's a show and there's Muppets, <laughs> but on the, uh, give a fuck a meter. I will give it a two and a half because as much as I do love the Muppets, I've just been burned too many times, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give it i I'll give it a two because, yeah, there hasn't been like a really it's really tough to top those original Muppet shows and those original Muppet movies. And I don't think that they've quite nailed it yet. I don't think they've quite found the the, cor- the correct recipe. But this one is off. It, from what I can see, it looks like it's off to a good start. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to give it a two, two out of five. All right. So then in the last bit of trailer news, we got a trailer for a new movie called Ava, A-V-A, uh, starring Jessica Chastain our favorite redhead, uh, Colin Farrell, our favorite uh, box office children's movie, Poison, <laughs> uh, <laughs> John Malkovich. Uh, and it's basically like, it looks almost like like a La Femme Nikita year two type of movie. Uh, Jessica Chastain is a spy who goes out and, you know, kills her victims. But for some reason, she has this uh desire to talk to them to have a conversation with them before she kills them and that kind of puts her in trouble with the agency so now everyone is out for everyone and it looks pretty badass at least i i thought it did uh they didn't give a date for when it's coming out but then you know why would they bother because who knows when anything is coming out these days but it does look like a big budget action movie for the theaters i'm kind of psyched for that um so yeah yeah i think it looks pretty cool joy what did you think of ava um, uh, well, I really wish I hadn't watched this trailer because <laughs> it shows the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I basically feel like I've seen the entire movie at this point, And that was really disappointing. And I don't understand how companies are doing this nowadays. 
I mean, just spend the extra money and get somebody to cut the trailer. Like, you know, Disney does, a, however you feel about Disney or Star Wars or Marvel movies, they do a phenomenal job of cutting those trailers to not give a lot away, whether they're using alternate cuts, alternate sound drops, uh, slowing stuff up, speeding stuff up. Like they do a good job of hiding things in the movie. It, you know, Sony is notorious for doing this, giving away the whole fucking movie. And, and this one, the same thing. I feel like I already, I've already seen the movie. I know everything that's going to happen at this point. So it's very, very frustrating. Uh, it just kind of looks like, uh, like this movie is basically somebody said, let's do John wick with a girl. <laughs> but yeah, without, without all of it feels like one of those movies without all of the really cool this action the, scenes in it. <laughs> right. This is like the candle box to, uh, you know, John wicks Pearl jam. Like, <laughs> But that's the best way I could put it. I'll probably I'll watch it, you know, especially if, you know, you have to put an asterisk on a lot of this stuff. If we're talking about like January 2020 and this trailer came out, do I want to see this? I could probably skip it. We're talking about you know, it's November. No movies have come out for like eight months and this pops up on streaming somewhere. All right. I guess we're doing it for the show. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I would probably give it about a two for me just because it didn't look that great. Um and the trailer gave everything away. Plus, Colin Farrell, the patron saint of terrible kids movies. Um, <laughs> at least he'll get what he deserves. Yeah. yeah uh, I don't know. I think there's a little bit more to the trailer than what they give away. They do show a lot of it, but I think there's a little bit more to the story. Oh, and yeah. And as far as like the Marvel movies, they weren't always that good at hiding the story points. Like they had to learn that. That's something that they, they just recently got good at. Um, you look back at those early trailers, they gave away a lot. And uh, in phase one, the phase one movies, especially the Avengers. Oh, I was pissed when I saw saw the movie and saw how much they gave away in the trailer. But um, for this one, yeah, Jessica Chastain as a spy kicking ass John Wick movie without the uh, the awesome stunt coordination. Just, you know, just kind of basic stunt coordination. Yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a, a I'll give it a three out of five. I like her. Cast seems pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, it's very blah. All right, this does does it look better than Charlie's Angels? Doesn't well, Charlie's Angels had Naomi Scott in it, so if we're talking trailer versus trailer, I mean, oh, okay, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> if the action looks better than an episode of uh, Pacific Blue, I think it'll be <laughs> it's better than Charlie's Angels. So. All right, so uh, yeah, so that's it for trailers. Uh, we did have some uh, movie news. It looks like they are. For some reason, Pirates of the Caribbean just will not go away. Even though they've made five movies, the last one, I remember watching it and watching it in the theaters. And I remember when it was over, I was like, wow, that that actually didn't suck. So it wasn't good, but I vaguely remember it. Vaguely remember it. But uh, they're going to be rebooting Pirates of the Caribbean, which is a whole nother thing. But they're also going to be doing a, I guess, spinoff somehow starring Margot Robbie. Uh, written by the girl that wrote Birds of Prey, Bumblebee, and who's also writing a Batgirl movie. I don't know. I think pirates, the whole pirate scene is dead. I don't think anyone really wants it anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, Margot Robbie, she had her chance to star in a big movie this year, and we all saw how that went. So I, I don't know if, I, if I'm excited for this one. But, uh, Joey, what do you think about pirates starring Margot Robbie? Okay, so Pirates is a really weird franchise because I'll be honest with you, I think the first movie is a fucking modern classic. Okay. 
All right. I will throw that up against anything out there. Divorce all the sequels from it. Forget about the sequels. Just sit down and watch the first Pirates movie, and it is fucking awesome. It is so good. I would definitely, definitely, like, you can understand why they keep trying to do it again. Um, I didn't think the second one was super bad, but it's not, it's not great. The rest of them are absolute trash. But uh, so there, there's something there. You can make clearly you can make a good movie out of it. You know, um, I'm really, really disappointed because uh, all time number one Hall of Fame woman crush, uh, number one waifu of all time, Kieran Gillen was supposed to be in this movie. Oh, if you remember, that was the original rumor, maybe like a month ago. And I was so fucking pumped. <laughs> And the creepy uh, Karen Gillan fan club uh, pages I follow on Facebook were extremely excited, and everybody was ready to rock. And then this got announced. So now I'm not going to say I don't like Margot Robbie, but she's certainly no Karen Gillan. Um, so uh, you know, um, you know, Pirates is kind of like Terminator, or Alien, or Predator at this point. Like, what's what's another shitty Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> sequel really mean in the grand scheme of things? Probably nothing. Um, if this comes out and it sucks, oh well. Um, but God, you know, they can do awesome with this. It's been proven you can do awesome with this. It just really, really, really needs great creative people behind the scenes. And I don't know if the creator writer of Birds of Prey is going to be the one to pull the trigger <laughs> on it. So um, Maybe she'll find a ham sandwich in a in a fucking locked up chest under the sea or something. I don't know. She also wrote uh, Bumblebee. So we can't completely write her off. You know, she actually did pull that one out. Um, but as far as like having a, a strong creative mind behind the Pirates franchise, the last one had a really good team. Like, it had a, a decent script, really good directors. Um, it visually was amazing, but it just goes to show you a good story, done well. No one showed up for it. It was like the lowest rating box office um, hit. Well, actually, you know, actually, now that I think about it, it's a lot like Transformers. Like, Bumblebee was way better than the other Transformers movies, and that one right. was definitely the lowest, lowest moneymaker out of all of them. Yes, I I don't know. I don't know. Do we want another Transformers movie? I mean, besides besides uh, Montego and Smooth, does anyone else want another Transformers movie? <laughs> um, China. <laughs> That's true. The uh, well, to be fair, Bumblebee had to pay the cost of the other shitty movies. So no matter how good it would be, you know, if the, if there's a restaurant that is known for giving you shit on a plate, like. If they get a new chef that's making great sandwiches, you're probably still going to stay away. You know? <laughs> right, right. And that's why I feel where we are with this Pirates franchise. Like, I think people, are, they're, they're just burnt out. And the only positive thing was it was Jack Sparrow and his character kind of worth in right after the fourth one. So I don't know. It just, it feels like Disney's pouring a lot of money. They're just setting a lot of money on fire for no reason at all. Well, it's Disney. I mean. Yeah, they can afford to. That's fine. All right, so then in the last bit of news, uh, we got a little bit of an update. Uh, this is unconfirmed, but a little bit of news regarding that Evil Dead remake uh, that they are threatening to make. This one is going to kind of change aesthetics and not be the typical cabin in the woods that uh, everyone is so familiar with. Uh, this one looks like it's going to be taking place in a skyscraper. So this automatically opens up the possibilities of what can be torturing our character, our characters inside of this movie. Um, I, for one, am very interested in this this aspect. Uh, one of the things that I didn't like about the other Evil Dead remake was that it took the rules, the established rules, and then just didn't do anything with it. It was just the most basic fucking movie ever. 
Uh, so this one, hopefully they'll, they'll spice things up a little bit. So I'm excited about that. If this is true, uh, Joey, how do you feel about them changing the setting of uh, evil dead? It's fine. It's fine. Um, you know, this is the remake timeline for evil dead. Yeah. I, I would assume this is a sequel to the last one they made, right? No, I think this is a completely different Just standalone. Okay. Yeah. But either way, it's not in the, you know, Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, Ash vs. Evil Dead uh, timeline. So right. it's fine. It's fine. Go nuts. Do something crazy, different, weird. Um, is it going to be different than uh, Wreck? Or uh, <laughs> what was the what was the version of uh, Wreck they made that was American with uh, Dexter's uh, retarded sister? It was Quarantine, I think. Quarantine. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I, Obviously, it's been done before, <laughs> sadly. And uh, what hasn't been done in a building? You know, Die Hard in a in a building, uh, something something in a building. You know, like The Rock is skyscraper. <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say skyscraper is Die Hard in a building. <laughs> and Nicole Smith is skyscraper. <laughs> that's, a, that's a deep cut, and I'm embarrassed that I know what you're talking about. Yeah, someday, I hate you now. Watch someday <laughs> is going to come to that. You just you just wait. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I just just do different stuff with it. It's cool. Let me see what you got. I'm I'm not. I feel like I've gotten more than enough from Evil Dead yeah. with the Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi stuff. Like, it's not offensive for me to the to the me that they're going to do this stuff like different. I, I if you ever watched Evil Dead one and two, like back in the day, like when they first came out, like you never expected them to ever make a third one. When the third one came out and it was a nuclear box office bomb, um, I remember it came out in the theaters. Army of Darkness came out in the theaters and we wanted to go see it, but we couldn't go the first week because just shit. Yep. And then it was gone. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It was gone like the next weekend. Yeah, it, it, and that was it. And I didn't get to see it until it came out on video. Um, but then after that came out, like you never expected to get more. And then we got three seasons of a TV show that were pretty freaking great, um, especially in the vein of what you were looking for from – those characters in that scenario. So, I mean, you really can't ask for more for that at this point. So taking the concept and doing other things with it is fine with me. I'll go see it. I'm excited. Um, I don't know what this other movie, the other guy made is a hole in the floor or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, But I've heard online from people that it's, it's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. A lot of people are saying it's boring. It's not scary. It's not a great movie. So they're really confused as to why this guy was handpicked to make the evil dead sequel but then you know if somebody said to you hey the people that directed episodes of community are (laughs) gonna take care of the infinity saga right you know you'd probably say the same thing so who knows but uh yeah just do whatever you want who cares as long as as long as it's interesting that's all that matters yeah and kind of tied to to the other franchises we were talking about there's more good evil dead stuff than there is bad stuff so they've kind of earned their their place to do something crazy. Whereas transformers and pirates are just trying to get back on course. Good luck with that. They, uh, they have to have, uh, their own alien resurrection. Oh God. (laughs) Okay. And that's it. That's all I got for the news. All right. So we'll take a quick break and then we're going to come back with our review of VFW. Hey everyone, Lana Reed here with Beyond Garnet. Each week we'll take a peek inside the lives of creative individuals to learn about their passions, their hobbies, their quirks, dreams, disappointments, and maybe even their favorite type of cake. Mine's a classic yellow with chocolate icing, just for future reference. 
We'll also get the scoop on their current projects, advice to listeners, and where you can follow them to stay caught up on all of their shenanigans. So join me weekly for an all-topic free-for-all with some really interesting and creative folks here on Beyond Garnet. And we are back. All right, guys. We had a chance as coronavirus quarantine rolls on. You know, the movies are closed. So we are clawing and scratching, looking for different newer movies that have been released to streaming and video on demand and Netflix and all that type of stuff that we haven't seen before. And this one popped across my uh, this popped across my radar. And I said, all right, let's check it out. It is a movie called VFW. This came out, I want to say, towards the end of 2019. And uh, let's, uh, let's just break it down a little bit here. All right. So just to read the synopsis off for you. A typical night for veterans at a VFW turns into an all-out battle for survival when a desperate teen runs into the bar with a bag of stolen drugs. Oh, it actually came out in February of this year, so it's not that old. Excellent. So, yeah, I mean, we all had a chance to watch it. Of course, we'll go non-spoiler and uh, we'll give some impressions. And if you haven't seen it, obviously go check it out and come back and then we'll spoil it for you after the sound drop. Markellis, what'd you think of VFW? It's not a great movie, but it does what it's supposed to do. It does what it sets out to do. And that I give it mad respect for. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. All right. Yeah, I loved this movie. Love. I would say I loved it. Um, I'm not going to turn around now and say, all right, this is a five out of five or it's the best movie I've seen all year or anything like that. But I think the combination of us having watched some pretty bad movies leading up to this (laughs) and this movie is it's basically a a homage to like early 80s, um, not horror movies, but kind of like just that feel of like. Assault on Precinct 13 and um, Escape from New York, like like that kind of grimy, like early 80s, not horror, but not just flat out like action movie type thing. If, if you know what I'm talking about, it makes sense to you. <laughs> like just that feel and it nails that feel uh, yeah. for the movie. And that's the type of movie that I love. So it, it just felt great to watch. It was just fun to watch. And I enjoyed myself while I was watching it. And, and especially coming off the heels of like Capone and Artemis <laughs> Fowl and stuff like that. It was just like, thank God and watch something that's not terrible. So I, yeah, I really enjoyed watching it. Um, and I would definitely suggest if you like those type of movies or, 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 you know, are into that, like I would definitely suggest you check it out, but there's not really any way to talk about this without spoiling it. So let's just drop the drop and spoil VFW. Spoiler alert, I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right, Marcellus, what were some things you liked about this movie? All right, so one of the things that I actually really liked about it was the style. You can tell right off the bat what the director was going for. Um, That kind of really grindhouse, dirty, uh, like, color-saturated film that is... Definitely looked like you put a, a videotape in a VCR in the 80s. Uh, so that I, I really liked about it. I really liked the style of what he was doing. I love, absolutely, 110% loved all of the characters, except for one. I thought all of the old guys hanging out at the bar. The movie is short, so you don't really get a lot of time to learn about these characters or, or get a good idea of who they are. You get like a very little little amount of time to do that. And they do such a good job 
completely establishing who they are, how they know each other, um, their relationship with each other, and what they would do for each other. It was almost like the five bloods. Uh, it, it reminded me of that a little bit. Just their their friendship, their their bond in their friendship was so apparent that I was immediately hooked into the story. And there's a lot of good practical effects in there. If you like uh, when <laughs> when I saw it was it was uh, produced by Fangora, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, geez. But uh, yeah, Fangora it lives up to its name. It's uh, it's a lot of a lot of practical gore in there. So uh, yeah, that, that's, that's what I liked about it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I love Stephen Lang and just about anything that he's in. So he's always a badass. So he's great in this. Uh, I'll, I'll second what you said. The just the the veterans and the way they they were able to establish so much about them without having a lot of screen time was great. Um, I loved the fucking guy from uh, Karate Kid. Yeah, he was like as soon as you see him, it's like, oh, okay, I know what I know who this guy is. I know what he's gonna do, and he's he's kind of like that, but he's not like that at all. He's great. Yeah, where did that come from? Like, like that guy is, was awesome in this. Like, well, has he really not been doing anything for like thirty years? Like, this guy is a good actor. Like, um, so yeah, I mean, that was great. Uh, fucking Norm from Cheers is in this, dude. The fact that he was sitting in the corner of the bar with a with an empty mug, with an empty beer mug, I'm like, that's just perfect. That's perfect. It was uh, it was definitely a, definitely a really good casting and really good cast. Uh, and they really did a good job of establishing those characters. That was great. Like you said, the practical effects were awesome. I mean, the storyline itself kind of makes not a lot of sense, but it, it <laughs> makes enough sense. Um, you know, there's uh, basically where their VFW is, is, is in like an extremely rundown part of town where the cops don't really even bother showing up. And uh, there's drug dealers across the street that live in a theater. Yeah, a movie theater that still has like a light up marquee outside of it. So th- that was the thing. Like, was this in the near future? Was this taking place in the past? Because they were watching like stuff on a VCR in the VFW. But then it was kind of implied that this was like near future. I th- I was under. See, that's what I thought when I read the they do like the um the little graphic card at the beginning of it to, you know, let you know in a in a in a distant future, blah, 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 blah. But I, I kind of felt this was more like an alternative universe, like alternate universe. Like it was still happening in 2020, just somewhere, <laughs> somewhere their coronavirus happened like 10 years ago. <laughs> they kind of diverted everything, of course. Oh. <laughs> this is what happens when you, you, know, you can't go to the movie theater. <laughs> 1980s <laughs> drug dealing <laughs> gangs and, and Mad Max outfits take over Cinemark. Yep. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> But yeah, the uh, the practical effects were awesome. Um, I loved all the the action and the fights in the movie. Like, there's just some really awesome kills. Yep. And uh, and yeah, I mean, it was just enjoyable to watch. It was it was a joy to watch. So, what about uh, what about things I didn't like though? All right. So the thing that I actually did not like about this movie was well, there's a couple of things, but the the main thing was the storyline. Like, I understand what the purpose was. It's like, all right, we're going to get a bunch of these badass veterans together in one place. We're going to have a mob outside try to get inside and have them defend their territory. Like, that's someone puts right side down in a napkin and someone goes, yes, I want to make that movie. But how they get to that point, they don't do any character development for the girl that uh, sees her sister, finds her sister dead, decides she's going to go up to where the drug lords are hanging out 
and somehow winds up going in, taking a stash of drugs before they make a big deal and then escapes out of there. Like there's no character of why she would do that, of what her plan was, of why she would run into the VFW, why they would help her. Like she was just like, she was almost like a MacGuffin just to get to the fight scenes. And that it just a little bit more tweaking would have put this movie right over the top. But uh, yeah, that I thought was really weak. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll agree. I'll agree with that statement. You know, they, they didn't do a lot of development. It was girl jumps off the building and the other girl steals the drugs and we're on. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, if you're going to have a movie about called VFW, you better get them into the VFW. <laughs> so um. no, there could have been there could have been a scene where the young girl, her name is her name is Lizard. There could have been a, a scene where Lizard is looking for her sister. Like Lizard probably just got off the bus from Philadelphia and realizes her sister is in his town and tracks her sister down only to find her dead. You know what I mean? And then she enacts, she wants to enact revenge on a drug dealer or anything, any kind of character development at all. Right. Well, the, the problem is that once Lizard is in the VFW, she is completely superfluous to the plot. Yep, exactly. <laughs> like, like they, they just she's protecting the guy by the bar. She's hiding. She's basically standing behind a lot of the, the main characters. Yep. Which is fine. I mean, she's like a 17 year old girl, so you're not expecting her to like, you know, beat up like 400 pound guys. But uh, like that's it. She's basically uh, like you said, she's the MacGuffin. She's the way to get the drugs into the VFW. And that's the extent of her storyline. Now go away. <laughs> But they could have even did a scene of before she goes to the movie theater, like walking past the VFW where like one of the guys is like, oh, she reminds me of my daughter, you know, and I couldn't protect her, blah, 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 or, you know, something, anything to tie her to anything else other than finding her dead sister. Almost feels like they didn't care about that part. (laughs) They wanted to get to the good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they're like we 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 want to have these guys kick ass against zombies and then they film like three quarters of the movie and then some point someone said oh you know we got to make them drug addicts <laughs> and then they just peppered in the other <laughs> stuff at the end <laughs> you know one, one actually one other part i did like um even though lizard was like the the character that was hiding behind in the background for a lot of the stuff when it came to like the big dude like the huge tank guy that came in and just beat the shit out of everyone. I did like the fact that she was the one that took him out. Like that I yeah. thought was really cool. And I'm like, okay, they, they gave her something to do way at the fucking end of it. Well, I mean, it was, it was, uh, it wasn't bad, but you know, for me, it would just, uh, the other thing that kind of bothered me and it might've just been like maybe my TV or the <laughs> copy of the movie I was watching. Yeah. It was really dark like really dark, not like the movie was dark, like the fucking lighting was dark. Mm. So at times it kind of got hard to follow what was happening. Ah. Now, to be fair, like I said, that could just have been the copy I was watching or the settings on my TV. But yeah, it was a little bit at times hard to follow what was happening, but that's fine. I mean, it it is what it is. It's a low budget movie. I'm not going to expect, uh, you know, Avengers infinity war level of, uh, expertise here mm-hmm. <laughs> on a movie but it was a little dark and i don't know like i like you said before i really this movie could have used an extra 15 to 20 minutes like it i think that's what keeps it from being 
like an even better movie. If you gave us like an extra 10, 15 minutes of, of getting to know the characters or, or expanding the story a little bit more, especially for Lizard or even for the the drug dealers, kind of establishing them a little bit more other than their people in leather jackets across the street. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, I think this would have been even even better for me. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And it definitely had a vibe it was trying to get from get. And it it nailed the vibe. Don't get me wrong. It, nailed that vibe this you could have rented this if i rented this in like 1986 uh, you could go back in time and put this on a vhs tape and <laughs> slip it into like a pile at my house or something and i would have watched it and not even blinked like yep exactly <laughs> so it did a great job in nailing that aesthetic it's just i just wish it had uh it's been a little bit better than it than it was so yeah and they, and they did have um uh just to quickly go back to the cast the cast is amazing, and it's a group of guys that you don't really know because the, because you kind of they seem familiar to you. They they're all they're automatically like you're you're automatically kind of connected to it. So when they go down, it's like oh no oh no is this, is this really it? Like I like well we're we're in spoilers, but um William Adler, um the guy that played uh ah, shit I forgot the character's name, but he he the guy from Die Hard two and he played Death in Bill and Ted Bogus Journey, like the yeah. best friend. I I thought he was going to make it. I really did. I was really hoping he was going to make it because he was probably my favorite character. Walter. His name was Walter. Uh, I I was really hoping he was going to make it. And I was really hoping the guy from Warriors was going to make it too. Because <laughs> 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 that guy's always around. I'm like, holy shit, he's all right. He's he's wounded, but but, but you know they're going to save his life. They're going to get him to the end. And uh, nope, he was gone. Freaking Fred Williamson goes out in a fucking blaze of glory by doing a handful of coke. <laughs> uh, that I actually loved. Um, so yeah, I love the cast. The cast, even the kid that, um, even the soldier guy that uh, joined him for like the right. quick beer, he was good too. I'm like, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, ah, I don't know how you're gonna do against with these old guys, man. Are you gonna be annoying or what? But he actually he was actually a pretty badass character. I was glad to see him there. So yeah, I love the characters in this. 10 out of 10, except for Lizard. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it does kind of make you take you back a little bit and and say, man, some of these older character actors from genre stuff, they are really good actors and, and they, they don't need to just be languishing around doing nothing. Like you yeah. can find roles for these people. So um, and Stephen Lang is amazing as always. So he's he's good every time he comes on the screen. He's amazing. I remember when I worked for GameStop and at our management conference, he was there when we were doing Avatar the game. Of course. And he came out on stage and did the whole You're in Pandora Now speech. Nice. <laughs> and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that that's kind of anything else you want to say about VFW before we get into a score? Uh, yeah, I would say if you get a chance to watch it, definitely check it out. It's definitely a throwback to the old school characters trapped in a building and a mob is trying to get inside them defending the castle type of thing so uh yeah i, I definitely think it's worth the rental awesome yeah i agree i i really enjoyed it i like these type of movies so obviously i'm predetermined <laughs> to like it anyway but it's well done and like i've said multiple times already in this review it, it's such a throwback to those 80 early 80s movies and it nails that it completely nails that so if you know what kind of movie we're talking about and you like those kind of movies there's no way in hell that you're not going to like this yeah exactly 
Um, so let's get a score out of five. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a uh, 3.75. You know what? No, I'm going to go four. I'm going to go four out of five. Nice. Nice. Um, I... <laughs> I don't believe in a quarter mark, so I'm I'm I, I'm going to give it a three point five out of five. I want to give it a three point seven five, but it's it's closer to it's not quite a four. If that I swear to God, that a little bit more script writing would put this like at a four point five, just like a tiny bit of writing. But I'm going to give it a three point no, five. Totally with you right there. I almost I, I feel I don't feel confident with a four, but like I don't think it's it's it's. It's better than three and a half. <laughs> yeah, they get a, they get enough stuff right that it's better than a three and a half. And, and the fact that I'm sitting here talking about it and I'm thinking about it, I'm only having positive thoughts is making me be like, all right, I'll give it a four. You know, <laughs> it, it's just like it's not like one of those things where I, I, I watched it a week ago. I'm sitting here ruminating on it. I'm like, oh, well, what about this? What about that? What yeah. about that? No, it, it is what it is. It wears it on its sleeve. And I, I fucking liked it. So four out of five. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I, I I agree. I'm gonna change my mind because there's a scene where Fred Williamson has to uh, inhale like the, the handful of drugs, and it's really subtle. But he does like some really good acting in that in that one little scene. I'm like, holy shit! Does he know he's in a, a B movie? <laughs> does he know he's in like this low grade, low budget B movie? He's like giving it all. So because of the performances and because of the unbelievably gore factor, I'm gonna bump it up. I'm gonna bump it up to a four out of five. Yes. <laughs> awesome. All right, cool. Well, that is VFW. I believe it's streaming on Shutter right now. Yep, it's on Shutter. Or if you um uh want to get it from Redbox, you can always rent it from Redbox or Amazon. There you go. So check it out, VFW. Um, so yeah, I guess we're gonna get some recommendations and wrap it up. Uh, Markellis, what do you got for the listeners? Uh, so a couple of things on uh Disney Plus, the channel we were talking about before. Uh, so. Actually, I'm going to piggyback on your recommendation from a couple of weeks ago, Joey. You you had recommended Prop Culture. Yep. Uh, and so I watched a couple episodes of that. Holy shit. It's awesome. <laughs> it's dry as fuck, though, right? <laughs> it's not. You know what? It's not that it wasn't as dry as I was expecting. Like, it's, you know what I think keeps it, keeps it feeling positive is that he goes to a bunch of different places. It's not just a half an hour of him in one room talking about 20 things. Uh, I think the travel aspect is what really helps that show. But the travel aspect is what really stops it from being um, just so plain because you'd never know where he's going to travel to. In the, the episode where he's looking for the Muppet stuff, he went to Drew Struzan's house. I almost had a fucking heart attack because I love Drew Struzan. <laughs> if you've seen any movie posters from the 80s, Back to the Future, Razor Lost Ark, that's his artwork. So the fact that out of nowhere we get a Drew Struzan cameo of his house, I'm like, that's fucking awesome. So prop culture, it's on Disney+. Plus. And uh, coming up on July 3rd is Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. So I am anxiously awaiting that. The most <laughs> the most expensive ticket I've ever bought for anything in my life. Now I get to watch it at home. Wait, you saw it in person? Oh, not the, not the original New York one. I saw the touring company. And oh, that was still super expensive? Jesus Christ, it was expensive. I mean, it was I had more a, expensive I, I, than Red Velvet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I had a great seat. <laughs> But it was like, whoo, I carried that ticket around in my wallet for like months because I couldn't believe how much I spent on it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I've never seen that. I don't know anything about it. Uh, it's probably not really my thing. So You you might like it. There's it, it varies. There's enough variation that you might find something there that you'll like. Well, you know, it's uh, 
it's dry out there for new content. So who knows? Maybe we'll watch it on the show. <laughs> awesome. Well, I will recommend that everyone goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. So it's podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just about anywhere under the sun that you find podcasts, you will find us there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube. Search So Wizard Podcast. There are tons of free exclusive things on there. Adam just dropped some trailer reactions the other day. And uh, if you miss leaving the house, there's hours of content from uh, New York Comic Con and Rhode Island Comic Con 2019 on there as well. We've got a Patreon, patreon.com backslash so is podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast. This past month was our review of The Five Bloods from Netflix and my uh, review of the BC Boys story on Apple Plus. Uh, coming up next month, we'll be talking about Watchmen HBO. And I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do on my solo show for Patreon. I've been trying to get through Blood Quantum. <laughs> And it's it's tough. It's not a very good movie. So oh, geez. Uh, I will have to probably find something else to talk about. Uh, I will recommend some things I've always been recommending for the last few weeks. Stargirl on DC Universe slash CW is fucking awesome. Really? <laughs> uh, awesome so CW show. Really? Good. It is so good. Um, I think some of that might be my own. Just the JSA Justice Society is my favorite DC Comics team. It's one of my favorite DC Comics period from the last like 20 years. And this is nothing but uh, like JSA porn, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, but it's good. And it's not um, remember in Lock and Key when like the high school stuff was the thrust of the show to the point where it became high school drama. Also featuring five minutes of locks and keys. Right, right. This has high school drama in it. Obviously, it's going to when the majority of the characters are teenagers, but it all serves the purpose of the overarching storyline. Nice. So there's nothing in it where we have to pause, you know, what's going on with Stargirl and the Justice Society so that we can talk about like bullying or something stupid <laughs> like that. So it all fits in. And it's great so far. I, I am fucking loving it. Um and, and yeah, I just wish more people would watch it because I really want another season of it. So yeah, check out Stargirl on the CW slash DC Universe app. And uh, Snowpiercer on TNT is uh, – it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. So it's definitely something uh, to check out as well. And finally, I'll suggest you should go on to Netflix and check out the movie with Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, Eurovision. Because, my friends, that is what we're going to be talking about next week on the podcast. Thankfully, Aubrey is free of <laughs> direct-to-video horror movies for a little while. So <laughs> she can maybe enjoy join us back on the uh, podcast. But that's going to do it for episode 308 of the So Wizard Podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host has been the expert, Mr. <laughs> Marky Markellis. Reagans. Yeah, I'm a queen of uh, a different type. Uh, everyone, you have a good week, Wakanda forever. Yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Good journey.